In the book of Isaiah, which the church has us read as part of the first nocturne of Matins, it says, I have brought up children and exalted them, but they have despised me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Not long ago, I heard this very sad but touching story about a middle-aged man. Of course, I have permission to tell this story today. And when this man was an infant, his father, whom it turns out wasn't such a good person after all, gave up all paternal rights over him. But not long after, there was another good man who willingly chose to adopt the child. And this man, he says, took upon himself the responsibility of raising a child. He treated his adopted son as he did all of the other children in the family, with a firm hand and a kind heart. But he said that he treated him so well, in fact, that the adopted son never knew and never even suspected that he might be adopted. Well, the father died, and only then did this son discover the news of his own adoption. Of course, this was very hard news to hear after so many years and the father had died. But in the end, he says that he only gained a deeper appreciation for the man who adopted him. His reasoning was this. It is because I realized that this man could have just as easily chosen not to adopt me as to adopt me, and also, furthermore, because the man treated me just as he did all the other children, and so fairly that I never suspected that he was not my real father. I wonder, if this were you or me in that situation, would we perhaps have resented this good man for not telling us? Would we have harbored feelings of ingratitude and bitterness over such a thing, despite all the goodness that this kind man had shown? If so, I think it's because we don't, we haven't learned the ways of divine providence. They are mysterious, but there is a purpose behind every single event. And furthermore, as this uh, middle-aged man mentioned, we don't have a deep understanding of what it means to be adopted into God's family. Well, Advent tells us the story of wayward children. It starts with Adam and Eve and then goes to Noah and the flood and, and on and on. These wayward children, they lack discipline and they're going down the path of evil time and time again. But God was all along preparing to adopt all of these children into his family. 
but it would all be unfolded little by little until at last the Messiah had arrived. Bishop Angrisani, he said, God has every reason to call us his children. This is why Jesus came among us. And then he quotes St. John saying, he gave the power of becoming the sons of God. That's why the Messiah came. Now, only our blessed Lord, Jesus Christ, is the natural son of God, but by the grace given to you and to me in baptism, we become the adopted sons of God. Father Tankery, a great spiritual author, says that this is an unspeakable privilege and the basis of our supernatural life. And St. Paul and St. John, they both constantly hit that, that theme of, of this adoption. They say, you have received the spirit of adoption of sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, for the Spirit himself giveth testimony to our spirit that we are the sons of God. And we know also from catechism that only the baptized have the right to call God their Father. That's why in the ancient days of the church, the unbaptized were not taught the Our Father. They had no strict right to God, call God their Father. They had not yet been adopted. Saint Louis of France, he was the King of France, he had a very edifying thought on this matter. I think, he said, I think more of the private chapel where I was baptized than the cathedral where I was crowned. For the dignity of a child of God, which was bestowed on me at baptism, is greater than that of a ruler of a kingdom. The latter I shall lose at death. The other, the other will be my passport to everlasting glory. Still don't quite understand? It's okay. Let's make a comparison to legal adoption. Tanqueray says, by legal adoption, men can give to others their name and their belongings, but they cannot give to others their blood or their life. And Cardinal Mercier says on the matter, legal adoption is a fiction. The adopted child is considered by its foster parents just as if it were their child and receives from them the heritage to which their own offspring would have had a right. In society, he goes on, recognizes this fiction and sanctions its effects, but the reality does not change. He goes on to say, Tankery does, but the grace of divine adoption on the other hand, is in no way fiction. It is a reality. God gives divine sonship to those who have faith in his word. 
that is God the Son. As St. John said, he gave them power to be made the sons of God to them that believed in his name. And this adoption that we receive, it is not merely one in name, where we adopt someone's last name. It is in truth. St. John again, he said that we should be called and should be the sons of God. By the adoption that you and I received at baptism, we became heirs by full right to the kingdom of heaven. We were made co-heirs with God's only begotten Son, Christ Jesus. Isn't that a thought? God has for us, his sons, all the devotedness of a father. I say this part sort of parenthetically, but scripture says this. He compares himself to a mother who can never forget her child. The verse is, can a woman forget her infant so as not to have pity on the son of her womb? And if she should forget, yet will I not forget thee. He even went so far as to sacrifice his own son to save his adopted children. For God so loved the world as to give his only begotten son. Just as the father in the parable said to the eldest son, so God says to us, and he means it. This isn't just a pretend. All that is mine is thine. It's your inheritance from God the Father. The Father says, I have brought up children. What does this mean? Well, I'll give examples, perhaps. It, he promised the prophets and the fathers of old, I will bring you into the land that floweth with milk and honey, and he nourishes the life of his children's souls by giving them a heavenly bread. The bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Now, isn't that what a father does even on earth? To nourish the children's body? But like the adopted son in the beginning of the sermon, a choice has to be made now. Will you, do you, resent your adoption? Will you, do you respond to the goodness and the generosity of the one who adopted you with gross ingratitude? The Heavenly Father laments in those words of Isaiah, I have brought up children and exalted them, but they have despised me. The next verse in Isaiah says that the ox knoweth his owner and the donkey his master's crib, but Israel hath not known me and my people hath not understood. And the verse after that, woe to the sinful nation, ungrateful children. They have forsaken the Lord, they have gone away backwards. You're adopted. 
God is your Father, Jesus Christ your brother, and Mary your mother. Do you behave then as a son of God, an heir to his kingdom, a co-heir with Christ? Or have we shown ingratitude and even contempt to our Heavenly Father who freely chose to adopt us, to bring us into his house, to give us a rich inheritance, and then after all that, we choose to disobey his commandments and by sin to despise all that he wants to give us. Remember this Advent. I want you to. Remember your adoption. Remember it with gratitude and with love. Work for these next few weeks to become a better child of God, to appreciate more the Father who does so much for you and who treats you as one of his own, and to make yourself worthy of your adoption. You do this by better obeying the commandments and mortifying the tendencies to sin that cause you to despise your father. I close with the verse I opened the sermon with. I want you to hear the father's charming complaint again. I have brought up children and they have despised me. Pray God that this never be said of you. May God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen.